there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. Welcome to episode 7. My name is Curtis Stone. As always, I'm your host, joined by... David Amick. And today, Tracy does Conan. Sounds sexy. Sounds sexy, yeah. I don't think that... uh, That might exist somewhere on the internet. I imagine there's some sort of fan fiction that exists for that, but it's not for me. Not for me. But this is uh, an incredibly solid episode. It's almost just whirlwind it's just so quick uh not quick in a bad way just like so much is happening and it's so rapid fire it's like a roller coaster ride honestly uh it's fantastic i think it's definitely one of the strongest episodes of the first season and this is sort of what becomes the idea of what a really funny rapid fire 30 rock episode sort of takes from uh in the coming seasons and episodes so yeah, I agree. It was yeah. really funny, and yeah, like like you said, yeah, very very quick, punching jokes, mm-hmm. moving liquid from one to the next, and yeah, it doesn't hold on a joke necessarily. Like it says it, you get it, and you move on. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 really great, and it introduces a lot of. Uh, so we get Doctor Leos Pachemin, we get his debut. We haven't Dr. seen him Spaceman. yet. Uh, Rachel Dratch reappears yep. uh, in a non-speaking role. Um, she we, squeaks. She's yeah, she gets a squeaking roll, sorry. <laughs> uh, so we get another Jack Welch reference, even though he's not on screen. Um, what else? And oh, uh, dot com roll. speaks. No, Grizz. Grizz speaks. Grizz speaks. Dot com still has not spoke yet. I, that's gonna be coming up, I think. Okay. I think there's a couple episodes. We'll have to wait and that. see. Have to wait and see. So right now he's at seven episodes with no line. Grizz finally has his in this episode. Uh, what else? What else? There's one more thing. Um, oh, we get the first speaking of Rurdrur. Which, uh, there's something interesting. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But there's something that's interesting on the this, this slate. I don't know if you saw it. Um, there, the, who the director was? Oh, no, I didn't. All right. I don't know. I'm not confirming, but I'm just thinking, like, who, it, who else could it be? But anyway, uh, we get started with the cold open. It's a little bit longer, so I'll be sure to edit it down. Um but basically, it's sort of setting up everything that this episode will entail. And I think this is a stronger episode because it's just all one A plot. There's no middling A, B, C plots. It's all one plot. Well, well, if there kind were, of are, but they all but they all play in, I guess. I, I think Kenneth's little, you know, journey. Because no, that's office, still tying in. It's, the it's whole tied thing. in, but it's, it, he gets a couple of his own scenes that are, other than getting the medicine don't have you know what i mean like it's a scene where he's in the store interacting with people so i still i still think it's all part of the a plot like the i would say if there were a b plot it's the dennis liz storyline which gets more which is expanded i think in the oh i guess i would say the b plot is jack preparing his opening line for the dinner no because i still think that all ties into the a plot Everything in this episode is all around sort Tracy of. Well, I mean, Jack and Panther Dinner has nothing to do with Conan, which is the A plot. So, but it's tying into. I mean, yes, Liz. Liz, away Liz bounces in and out of his office. Liz bounces in and out of his office, seeking advice for what to do while he's asking her. Well, asking her what his first line should be and running potential first lines mm-hmm. by her. But well. I would normally say agree to disagree, but I'm just going to say you're wrong and say that this is like a single A plot episode. That's, no, it's not. Okay. 
Uh, but uh, last thing, uh, I am kind of annoyed. So I have the DVD set. For whatever reason, I cannot access the commentary tracks. And there's only like a handful of episodes that have commentary, but I'm really frustrated. First world problems. It is. It's not the end of the world, but it's just like commentary is fun to listen to sometimes. And I'm really bummed that I can't enjoy this. So I don't know if it was just like a bum's DVD set. Like I just got a bad production line copy or something. I don't know, but it's really frustrating. But, oh, well. Could be a lot worse. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> That'll help it. That'll solve everything. All right, so let's get started with Tracy Does Conan. Why is there hair everywhere? Did you shave in the kitchen? The water in here is softer. Uh, Look at this ski-jumping idiot, Bodie Miller. What kind of a fruity name is Bodie? That cereal has the Olympics on it? That's like eight months old. When you and me have kids, we're going to give them good names like Shannon and Rick. When we what? When we have kids, dummy. Come on. Yeah, I got to go. Um... Are you going to be home later? i got to talk to you about something. I'll be right here. Now make sure you drink plenty of fluids and get something to eat. Don't do anything strenuous tonight. Don't hit the clubs. <laughs> no, I'm going straight home, actually. I'm breaking up with my boyfriend tonight. I can't take it anymore. Home, 35 single, no children. Three sexual partners in the last 10 years. I don't know, doll. Maybe it's time to settle. Chocolate chip or butter crunch? I'm going to interrupt you. I think this is the AMV plot is the dentist breaking up, setting up that, and then that basically that just bookends the entire episode. Yeah, it's the C plot. No. <laughs> no. Yes. No. But then we, we turn to find that Jenna's been bumped from Conan. I can't believe that this is happening to me. It's just not fair. You're right. This business is unfair. What happened? Jenna was supposed to be on the Conan show tonight, but... I got bumped. Oh, well, you know, that kind of thing happens. Jack bumped her and put Tracy on instead. Jenny, you can't let this kind of thing get to you. I just feel like everything always gets taken away from me. No, that's not true. What about that movie you did last summer? The Verger. Yeah, the Ver... That one. Verger, Apple Three, take one. Mark? It's a terrible title. When did that come out? The Verger opens in selected theaters December 18th. Does Jack Donaghy even know I'm in the Verger? Maybe if he knew I have a film career, he would treat me with more respect. Jenna to the set, please. Jenna to the set, please. For Rodney Stink, confirmed Bachelor. I will tell him. I will tell him that you are in a feature film called The Verger. So, yeah, I, I think it's a Casey Affleck, Affleck directed movie. Does he direct movies? Yeah, he did, oh, geez, um, that murder mystery about the baby being gone, baby gone, gone, baby gone. That was, that was, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, I'm going to refresh myself on some Casey Affleck knowledge. He's directed a couple of movies. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, looks like his first work where he was also director, producer, writer, cinematographer, and editor was 2010's I'm Still Here. Don't know her. In light of my life. So I could have sworn he's done Don't more than that. Either. Hmm. Gone Baby Gone, though. That's the one that I was thinking he had more involvement in. Um, okay. So I'm and I'm wrong. It probably is just a coincidental name. But I'm just... No, it's, like not no, it's definitely there name. for a purpose, but... Yeah. I don't remember what Casey Affleck was so this doing episode, around this, this episode time. is 
December 2006. So his filmography, Oceans, the Oceans movies were the biggest things he's done at this point. So he was sexually harassing people on set, but he hadn't been caught or publicly shamed yet. Right. It was still exactly not common knowledge. Um, but 20, 2007 was like the year biggest for him sort of launched him was assassination of Jesse James with a caliber right. before yeah. Gone Baby Gone. It's just, it's such a weird, that's just such a weird reference to throw in. <laughs> and, this, and this is still another long cold open, but then we yeah. get the last sort of plot of, of what this episode's going to be, and that's... Can I see him in my office? Yeah, hang on a second, actually. Why did you bump Jenna from Conan? Because if I have a choice between an international movie star and a woman who does commercials for ShopRite... No, 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 Jenna doesn't do those commercials anymore. She got fired. I don't do these things just to drive you crazy, Lemon. I do them for the good of the show. Well, I'm the one that always has to clean up the mess afterwards. That's why my job is way better than yours. I mean, it's, it's more visual gag, but like the Stone Phillips wig, like that comes back into play sort of as a running bit through this episode, but at the very end it sort of matters, but it's kind of a just throwaway joke. It's not that important in the grand scheme of the episode. He's like Samson. It gives him life and power. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. being facetious. Uh, I know, but I mean, it, there's like a whole little thing that Jack has about guys with hair versus yeah. balding have more respect and power or whatever. So that's what that ties into. It's just not that strong of a joke, really, to spend too much time with. But I think like that's a good cold open to just sort of set up exactly what this episode's going to be. So... And then once this hits and we're back from from the opening, it's almost like a nonstop, just just scene, scene, scene. Like it's just it's super fast paced. It's really great. So we will hop into it. Conan, Tracy's really excited to be back on your show. I don't know, Jack. He's kind of a loose cannon, and I like to surround myself with people that don't try to stab me. Well, Tracy's feeling a lot better now. He's under a doctor's care. Yeah, that's what they said about Hasselhoff. Then he tried to make out with me during a commercial break. Conan, this is important to me. So we can either do this the easy way or the hard way. What's the hard way? You do a live Christmas Eve special from Kabul every year until the war on terror is won. Tell Tracy I'll see him tonight. You black Irish bastard. Back at you, Ren. So Conan O'Brien would still be in Kabul. I was just going to say. <laughs> Job security, I guess? Like, that's... Well, I don't know, because NBC fired him, or he quit. I, oh, he quit. He, well, he might not still be doing it, but yeah. for, he'd still, for at least another seven years, six years after that joke, he'd still be doing it, but yeah. He's on TBS now, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Is he still, or is it predominantly? Yes, I just read that they are retooling the show to be a half hour or something, so oh. it's still on, yeah. I don't have... A preference for late night hosts. I haven't watched a late night show in forever. Uh, I think I liked Conan more than like David Letterman and Jay Leno and anyone else around that time. But the most that I know of Conan O'Brien is that he wrote on The Simpsons for a couple of years. Like that's, and he wrote some really good episodes of like the third and fourth season, I think. So yeah. Uh, I don't have the, I don't have a bad opinion of him. I just don't have really a strong enough opinion to. I don't either. Watch I, him regularly or anything yeah, like that. I, I, yeah, I haven't really watched any late night show outside of 
clips that pop up, you know, on the internet from right. time to time that people are talking about. Yeah. So. I, well, actually, I will say the there's two running gags that uh, Conan O'Brien has. I don't know if he still has one because since he's with TBS and not NBC and Universal anymore, I, he probably doesn't have this, but. Whenever Paul Rudd was ever on a Conan show, no matter what movie he was pitching or like talking up that week, that time, instead of actually showing a clip from the current movie, he always showed the same clip from Mac and Me. And the clip is the kid that's the main character in Mac and Me. For whatever reason, it's a wheelbound chair kid. or <laughs> A wheelchair-bound kid. You got there. And it's just, he's rolling down a hill into like a lake like it's what? it's there's no context for it and he never sets it up like this like he's just like all right here's a clip of my new movie and it always cuts this exact same clip this kid rolling down a hill in a wheelchair and just flying into the lake oh, and then the little creature from mac and me stands up and the clip ends that's all he ever shows <laughs> and it's so great and then the other thing is when he was with nbc and universal they have all the license to like usa and whatever channels that universal has mm-hmm. And he had a lever next to his desk that he would just pull at a random time. It always would just play a random clip from Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> because what? they were like, we have all these assets, let's use them. Right. And one time he pulled it, and it was the clip of Haley Joe Osment when he was a little kid on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. And again, out of context, they're like standing around laughing. And then he looks like, so Haley Joe Osment character looks sincerely at the rest of the cast. He's like... Walker told me I have AIDS. And then the clip ends. What? <laughs> and I guess like the whole episode is like the kid had AIDS and no one knew oh how to tell God. him or he didn't know what it was. And like they had to explain it to the whole thing. But it was just like, ah, it's so good. Like those are my two memories I have of the Conan O'Brien show. And I'm sure one still exists with Paul Rudd, but I don't think the Universal one still exists. So Yeah. Most that I paid attention was the whole... Jay Leno fiasco where he took over the chair for was it even a season? I don't I think it was at least I think it was just one season yeah which we'll talk about more because I think even 30 Rock has a not so subtle whole episode dedicated Mm. to that whole thing but yeah that was well that was like it was that team Conan and team I don't think team Leno ever had but it was like that whole thing which ultimately would lead him to, to leave NBC after a year I think year or two yeah it, it wasn't long and then they did that weird thing where like jay leno they instead of having shows at 10 p.m like jay leno had a talk show at 10 p.m every night and then i guess that that must have been before he took over from conan again on the from the late night spot. yeah so i think it was jay leno moved up to 10 o'clock and had yeah. like a 30 minute show or i think it was an hour show. long i think it was basically his talk show just at yeah. 10 o'clock yeah so he was still the lead-in to Conan, but Conan actually had this in Had the, yeah, exactly, yeah. But it was still in the, essentially the same s- position where, like, Jay Leno was always his lead-in. But, yeah. I, I don't really remember that too much. I do... There's a really good book about it. Oh, yeah? By, I think, Bill Carter. He's written, he's written a few books on TV. Uh, he's the New York Times reporter, I think, and covers, like, television news and stuff. Um, but it, it was very, I mean... It, very juicy behind the scenes oh, yeah. like i mean i don't know everything that went from on. what i understand like it was one of those things where contractually x years down the line when jay leno was going to leave the tonight show conan had that job and then as the years went on jay leno 
when his contract was up, he wasn't ready to leave. And so he wanted to extend it, but Conan was already promised it. So Conan was expecting it. And Jay Leno sort of did like power moves to prevent it or shift it to where he still had some sort of momentum. And then he came out more villainous. Like Conan was clearly in the right and was doing everything he was supposed to. Yeah, except the problem was his ratings, I think, were just bad. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it was kind of like a, a reverse Colbert. Because I remember when Colbert started the late show... On CBS, like the first six months or year or something, the ratings were were really not great, and there was even talk of killing it. But they decided to keep it and see what happened. And you know, it kept pick up, picking up and growing and growing. And maybe that would have happened because Conan is a different kind of humor, I yeah. think, than Colbert. But it's I don't know. I guess it's just typical NBC. NBC just makes weird decisions from from the Leno thing to well, Matt think, Lauer being, being given so much power yeah. and well, Megyn Kelly and her <laughs> entire what is, what fiasco. What did she get, like, $60 million or something? It was something like that. 60-some million or some, some insane amount. Well, because, you know, she was only one year into a four or five-year yeah. contract or something. So just How do you get... NBC is just... Like, if you were at a strange. job and you got, like, and you left early, you wouldn't get paid... The amount of time you were expected to be there, like it's I well. Mean, of course, we don't if, enter contract work, but still. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you sign, a, I mean, I, I think it was just she signed a contract saying she would work with them for five years guaranteed. and was guaranteed X million dollars. So yeah. they have to, yeah, they had to pay it out. So. I don't know. We'll talk more about the Conan and, and Leno stuff as we get closer to Thirty Rock parodying that. But it's an interesting. Do you know? The, do you remember the name of the book? Uh, it might be The War for Late Night. That sounds. That sounds familiar. But you say, just say the author. Bill Carter. Bill Carter. Okay. Yeah. So Google Bill Carter. Desperate Networks is another book by him that's really good. It, it chronicles this the first season that Desperate Housewives and Lost were on ABC. It was it, it kind of when ABC had their first big season in a long time. And just it was a behind the scenes look at all the four networks at that point. Um, and basically, like it was a season in the life of all four of those networks, and it was another. Yeah, I guess book. like ABC hadn't been big since like TGF, right, or TGIF. Like, did they have anything? Because that was late uh, '90s, early 2000s, and then that yeah, was that, yeah. So and then CBS pretty much took everything and had. And that was when they had Raymond and. Mm-hmm. All yeah, that. I want to say because that would have been yeah. So Desperate Housewives and Lost are like '04. Oh, you're right. I think it was '04. '04, '05. Excuse me. Yeah. So in the five years before that, I don't really. I, uh, what uh, did ABC have? I'm sure ABC they, they must have something. had. Well, I mean. I do know that those two shows famously saved them because they were doing really poorly, but I can't remember. I mean, they must have had some show that we would look and say, "Oh, like that 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 was a big show," but I can't I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh, so that would have been yeah. I don't know. That was about the time I was like not paying too much attention to network TV stuff. Like that mm-hmm. was when I was missing Friends and Seinfeld and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I was a big mark for. TGIF back in the day I was definitely the right audience for that but yeah I don't know Lost it's a good show I think I think it has a, a bad reputation it's a fine show I never saw it you never saw no. one episode it was one of those shows that started when I was in college so uh, you completely missed it I missed it and, and but basically 30 Rock and How I Met Your Mother and Mad Men I think are really the only shows that started then that I went back and caught up on hmm I think Lost is fine. I mean, it has its reputation for a reason, but there is a lot about the first four seasons that have just a lot of really great characters and 
stories and, and, and fun ideas at work that it earns its reputation, good and bad, as a result. It's a great soundtrack, too. I think it's a fine show. I need to revisit it and see if it still holds up. It probably doesn't, but I have better memories of it than I have nightmares, I guess. So, Yay, network TV! <laughs> so now that we're in the writer's room and Tracy has to sort of do punch-up for his Conan interview, and they're trying to decide what would be TV acceptable for him to talk about. I have to be charming on Conan tonight. This is my chance to redeem myself with mainstream America. Okay, well, just tell us some things about your life, and we'll try to punch it up and make it talk show worthy. Maybe something about you and your wife. Me and my wife like to play rape. She go in the bathroom and do her hair, then I put on a ski mask. Okay, not that. Hey, uh, you got anything about being a dad? People eat that garbage up. I like to walk around my house naked to remind my oldest son who still got the biggest ding-dong. No. <laughs> well, I could tell the story how I met Sharon Stone. Oh, what was that? I was pooping in the ladies' room at the Ivy. No. My hair hurts. Anybody gonna answer the phone? What phone? Is anybody gonna answer the phone? The phone! It's ringing! Bring, bring! So you wanted to see me? Oh, Lemon, wonderful. I'm introducing Jack Welsh at a dinner at the Waldorf. What's a funny little quip I could open with? That's why you called me up here? Okay, um... Good evening. It's great to be here at the beautiful Waldorf Astoria. I haven't seen this many white people in tuxedos since the Titanic. Lemon, this is not open mic night at the Bryn Mawr Student Union. This is a thousand dollar a plate fundraiser. Okay, um, how about, uh, wow, a thousand dollars a plate. For that kind of money, this stuffed chicken breast better paint my house. Uh, let me, uh, tell you what I was thinking of saying. Jack Welsh has such unparalleled management skills, they named Welch's grape juice after him because he squeezes the Swedish juice out of his workers' mind grapes. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't, doesn't. I wrote it down in the middle of the night. Listen, I'll try to come up with something for you, but I gotta get back downstairs. Tracy needs help. Cookie in the middle of the day? I gave blood. Does that burn calories? Mind grapes, I love that. I want to use that more in just normal conversation. Yeah, and it there's a really they do a really funny connection. The when Tracy randomly talks about mind grapes, yeah, like I, immediately in yeah. the scene, it's like it, it cuts. It's to such him. a random term, but like, but it's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like I get it. Oh, yeah, because I mean, like a brain kind of looks like a raisin on some level. Sure, on I some, guess it, it's wrinkly, it's pruny. Yes, but yeah, no, I think it's 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 a great callback within thirty seconds of him saying. <laughs> Of him saying mind grapes, it's like in my mind I'm trying to think like did did Tracy hear it from Jack? Did Jack hear it from Tracy? Or is it just this thing that's in the lexicon that everyone knows but Liz? Or I mean, <laughs> you know where that popular slang term from the early aughts? I guess not. I missed the boat on that one. Maybe it was on an NBC show that I was oblivious to. What else? What else is on my mind, grapes? I could talk about how the moon is a spy satellite put there by Oprah and Minister Farrakhan, and not the Minister Farrakhan you're thinking of. Who's that dude? Uh, what dude? The blue dude. Tell him to stop staring at me. I don't like that dude. I don't like that dude. Hey guys. That was weird. 
You missed it. Tracy was acting old school bananas. He's always bananas. No, this was different. Yeah, like Conan should be afraid different. Uh, really? Where'd he go? Yes, I am having problems with my cable television. Yes, I will hold. Excuse me, I have another call. Hi, Mom. I am doing fine. Ooh, that's not good. Ah, oh, Frank, that was my blood cookie. Ooh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so why were Grizz and Doc Com like not even like reacting? I mean, they reacted like when he said, "I saw a blue dude." They did kind of like, look worried. But when he's on his phone, like on his phone, his shoe, they're just like standing there, like they're like. They're not reacting yeah. at all. They're just well, like, they've probably been with him before when he had his episodes true. like that. So for them, it's... Yeah, I know for the sake not, of comedy, like yeah. they can't already ruin like he's got bad meds or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe that is normal Tracy. I don't know. But it's just... it's They were just like not even... Nothing on their face. They're just like standing there like, oh, well, we're just in the scene. <laughs> I don't know. It's great. So be honest with me. What did Jack say? Well, I guess he thinks that Tracy is a movie star and... He doesn't love it that you did those commercials. Well, you tell him that those commercials paid for my vacation home. So unless he would like to buy me a condo in Clearwater, Florida. Jenna, I'm sorry. Just let it go. Tracy's doing Conan tonight. Liz Lemon, we got a problem. Yeah, so in that scene after Grizz tips Liz off, you see... I think it plays back to what you were talking about with him kind of being nonchalant because you see she runs down the hallway and they're just kind of walking at a normal pace behind her. So I think their attitude is really just, well, we've seen this before. Right. So, so yeah. either I guess it, it'll work itself out or it but won't. I mean, it's also like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how tall Tina Fey slash Liz Lemon is, but like Grizz and .com, they're, like, they're giant yeah, dudes. Like especially Grizz. Like he's got at least two inches on .com and probably a foot on Liz like at least a foot yeah like it should and so like even like she's pacing like they're just sort of walking normal but they're keeping up with her but yeah I guess you're right like they've they probably have seen this a thousand times yeah. but like even they can still like it's a little bit too crazy for us that we need to sort of call in extra help with having Liz and then that piece that, that piece of music that's running and I know it's an original but it, it always reminds me of like Flight of the Bumblebee which uh, I gotta imagine that's mm. the inspiration of the song because yeah. it's just like so rapid Prison.com say Tracy's doctor put him on some new medication I guess he's having some sort of reaction Boy, come and tapes in Less than two hours Call me if you need me Trey, can I come in? I'm bugging out! I'm bugging out! I'm bugging out! Tracy, who is your doctor? Dr. Spaceman! Dr. Spaceman! Oh, brother, look around. We gotta find his medication. Dr. Spaceman, Dr. Spaceman. Well, Dr. Spaceman. I owe you an apology, Trey. So we get the introduction of Dr. Leo Spichemin, aka Dr. Leo Spaceman. But his real name is Spichemin, right? Because he never corrects anyone. They call him Spichemin. Yeah, he yeah he refers to himself, and then Jack also says Doctor Spichemin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's Chris Parnell, who's just a fantastic character actor. He did a lot of great work on SNL. He does great work on Archer. Yeah, does great work here. And very underrated show, Suburgatory. Why does that sound familiar? It was on uh, ABC for like three seasons, I think. It had um, 
Well, it had Cheryl Hines. I don't know if it had any other actors that are that big names, but it, Cheryl it was Hines. That oh god, Kerr Kerr from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, she's adorable. Yeah. I like her. She was really good in it. Uh, it was. I, I'm trying to think. And some uh, Jeremy Sisto is that his name? Some he was like a cop on Law and Order. I want to say anyway. He played. He Stop played the dad. Referencing Law and Order. I know, right? CSI. <laughs> he oh, played the dad of a teenage girl who is kind of. Uh, not goth or indie, but just, like, cool, but not, like, a typical popular type. So she goes to this, like, suburban school, and it's very upper-middle-class, uh, preppy, and just, like, it, it, it's a kind of a fish-out-of-water high school sitcom. But it was really good. Hmm. Um, and the, the main actress was Jane Levy, and she, she has done a couple things since then, but she hasn't a lot since then, but she was really good in that role. It was a good show. I mean, I've definitely heard of this, yeah. but I'm completely just another one of those it. underrated ABC sitcoms. Like, oh, don't yeah. trust the B and happy endings yeah. that didn't last more than a few seasons, but were still. Really I mean, it good. was airing in a, a 2011, 2014. So it was mm-hmm. airing at a time that I would have been like aware of that. Yeah, it's like its first season. It had the Modern Family lead in, so it did really well, and then they moved it, and it just kind of sunk off and. Hmm. I have to, I'm sure yeah. it's. I mean, if it's ABC, it's probably streaming Hulu or something. I could probably yeah. find it. I'd, I'd be willing to check that out. That sounds fine. I mean, if it's anything like Happy, well, it doesn't sound like it's Happy Endings, but if it's around that time, uh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, so, it's really good. From the creator of As Told by Ginger. Oh, that's right. So that's something for all. That's right. Liz, Liz, is Liz, Liz, Liz Merriweather? No, Emily. Emily Kaplan. Emily Kaplan. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'll check that out. Sounds fun. Yeah. But yeah. But no, I think uh, Chris Parnell, he does this role fantastic. He's he's great at being Dr. Spachemin slash Spaceman. Even just like, he just sort of steals every scene. He's like Dennis Duffy where he's used just enough. He's never overdone. I think, he's, I think it's a great character. Yeah. This is Dr. Leo Spachemin. Hi, I work with Tracy Jordan, and I think he's having a reaction to some of the medication you put him on. Uh, I was afraid this might happen. You know, he's on so many different neuroleptics and tricyclics that there's no telling how they'll mix. But what can you do? Medicine's not a science. <laughs> what exactly are you treating him for? Uh, there's not really a name for what Tracy has. Basically, it's erratic tendencies and delusions brought on by excessive notoriety. And certainly not helped by my wildly experimental treatments. <laughs> Boy, I'm being awfully open with you, miss. I should not have taken those blue things. So is he dangerous? No, he should be fine, so long as you keep him away from bright lights, loud music, and crowds. You know, I'll call in a prescription for something to settle him down as soon as possible. Um, do you need anything for yourself? What? No, just where can I pick up Tracy's prescription? Miss Lemon, they need you upstairs in Mr. Donaghy's office immediately. I need you to go to Right Drug, 46 and 8th. Pick up Tracy's medicine fast, okay? Yes, sir. There's a lot of also, like, visual bits yeah. during this, too. Like, Tracy's, like, digging in his fish tank, putting his shoe in the fish tank, and then, like, being carried and held <laughs> by yeah. Chris. Like, it's just so fun. Yeah. And then I guess here's Kenneth's B-plot <laughs> of him just running to the Right Drug Store. Oh, that's a funny joke, too. The Right Drug Store, as in the correct drug store, and there's three drug stores that he has to pick. Oh, I didn't even think... I don't know if... I that, thought it was just some sort of, like, Rite Aid joke I mean, well, that's whatever, what I thought, too. That, but no, that makes sense. There's, I think there's, that's there's, a better right, read of that. Because there's multiple yeah. Right Drugs. You're so smart, Tina Fey. 
But oh, I know that I've seen instances in big cities where there are literally the same store on like competing blocks. Because mm-hmm. I know, like in here, like around here, we have like gas stations that are competing, but they're not the same gas stations. There is there is a BP across from a BP. No. Down yeah, down near the Walmart neighborhoods market oh my store. God. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I've always wondered that too. I well, I because there the only thing I can think of is there is a lot of traffic in that area, so that oh. way if you're you can get to one on either side of the road, you don't have to make a left turn across traffic. I mean, I guess that's smart. I mean, like even like there's there's sheets, and then with another mile, there's another sheets mm. on the other end. So I guess it's not. I guess it makes sense from a business standpoint, but it's just, it seems excessive. Yeah. I don't know. But I can't, I feel like Seattle, not so much drugstores, but definitely like coffee places, like Pete's Coffee is Mm. bigger than Starbucks there. Like you'll see a Pete's Coffee just about every block and it's almost like they're competing with themselves, but it's also they have a monopoly on that area that it's just like, this just yeah. seems like too much. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, New York. There's a Starbucks on every corner. London. There's a there's a the, the Obampan or whatever it's called, like on every corner. What Obampan? What is like the? It, it's like it's Goldman. No, Obampan. A u b o n p a i n. It's French. Obampan. Oh, what is this? Is this a restaurant? Yeah, you didn't you didn't notice them all over the place when we were there. No, yeah, it's, it's like a it's like um. Like a McDonald's? It's, no, it's like a Starbucks with a lot more like pastries and bread items and stuff. Uh, it was completely really. Not they are all over the place in London. All of them. And there's some in New York too. I mean, there's some in New York too, but they're like it's like all over the place in London. Oh no, I was completely. I missed that. Huh? What's the emergency? How's this for an opening line? When I first met Jack Welsh, I thought he was such a great golfer. He made Bob Darnell look like Randy Barnes. That's fine. Do that. I don't know. It might be distasteful if Randy's widow's in the audience. What'd you come up with? I have a bigger problem, Jack. I don't think Tracy's ready to do Conan. I think you should let Jenna do it, and maybe Tracy could do it in a couple weeks. Jenna's not a star. She's capable, but she's not a star. She's got a movie coming out next month. What movie? The Rurger. The what? Tracy's acting nuts. He's having problems with his medication. Did you call Dr. Spichemin? Yeah, I did. Then he'll be fine. Leo's an excellent physician and a pretty good dentist. No, this this Tracy situation is really... Are we still talking about that? Do I have to come in and run your show, or could you take this one thing off my plate? No, I got it. I'll figure it out. So while Liz is going down to fix the situation with Tracy, she runs into Jenna, who makes an ultimatum. Yeah, this sort of sets that whole scene that becomes like a running gag through the series of like, just Tracy and Jenna are basically Liz's children on set. And if one gets more attention than the other... The other just sort of acts out to get more attention from Liz, like. But I think it. I think Jenna's. It happens more on Jenna's end than it does with Tracy. But there's definitely situations where Tracy has to act out too. But I, this is fun. Like this is fun more of Jenna's character being just a total brat about. But she's in the right here of being upset. She was pulled from Conan, mm-hmm. but her actions are just like ugh, insufferable. This. I wanted you to be the first to know. After the way Jack treated me today, I can't work here anymore. I quit. Oh, Jenna, I really don't have time for this. Then I guess this is goodbye. Okay. Jenna, don't quit. The show can't go on without you. You're my muse. You're a modern-day Lucille Ball. You're prettier than Deborah Messing. Please don't quit. Well, if that's the way you feel, I'll stay. Okay. Oh, it's Dennis. Oh. 
so funny because Liz clearly does not care. She's just saying things that <laughs> clearly does not mean them at all. It, it, it's she's like, like okay. it's like it's like rehearse. Like she's had to give this exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. So she, it's her same spiel over and over and again, over again. But I mean, I feel like the Deborah messing thing. Is, is Will and Grace is over by this time. Yeah. So it's just was Deborah messing doing anything to be compared to Jane Krakowski or Jenna's character. Well, that I think would be her Will and Grace would have been in not long before this, so... Yeah. Or was it any around the same time? Didn't it in, like, 2006? Yeah, it might have been... Yeah, it might have ended the season before this debut, so mm-hmm. that would have been 2005 to 2006, so it ended in May. Yeah. And this picked up in fall of 2006. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, that was a competing. But Lucille Ball, she's funnier than Lucille Ball. Like, there's no other better comedian to, to use... Than Lucille Ball. What? She's no, Lucy, of, no, she's fantastic. But I mean, like Carol Burnett's come since Lucille Ball. Yeah, but Lucille Ball is. I, but I think that's the point. Lucille Ball is like the most iconic, I guess. female comedian. I think. So no, absolutely. Just that's like, why it's even more ridiculous to compare Jenna to her. True. true not that Carol. Like, not that Carol Burnett is like iconic in her using own right. Using a more but, modern comedian yeah. versus, because like, I mean, she used a modern, you know, Deborah Messing to to compare her, but. I don't know. It's it's tearing down a joke that doesn't need to be torn down. And if Tracy and Jenna and Jack's problems weren't enough, she still has one more child that she's actually in a relationship with to deal with. That was a way of phrasing. <laughs> Do you have any food? I'm getting really low blood sugar. Are you dieting finally? Tell me, what are you doing? South Beach Master Cleanse? Hello? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Shoot. Liz, hey, it's me, Dennis. Dennis, what do you want? You gotta do me a huge favor. You gotta call Ticketmaster right away. Nickelback just added another date, right? And I would do it on your computer, but I'm downloading the game right now. No, I can't do that for you. Listen, just be home tonight when I get there, okay? I need to talk to you about something. Word. Hey, Liz, what's up? Oh, hi, Conan, how are you? Good. You still going out with that guy from the pager store? (laughs) Who, Dennis? Yeah. You still, um, how's your wife? Let's not do this, Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> Vocal warm-ups. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell him you came uh, by. Okay. Oh, he licked all of those. I get, yeah, I don't think we talked about, like, there's this also underlying uh, plot of Liz just hasn't eaten anything all day. After giving blood. <laughs> After giving blood, which I've never given blood. So I, I can't, I don't know the effects, but I know like it's supposed to like, it takes something out of you. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to be sure you're eating typically more than you might to make up for it. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a fun running gag that that's throughout. Cause like every time she, like she, she's lost her cookie to Frank and now she can't eat the saliva flavored <laughs> covered <laughs> cookies of Tracy. <laughs> Why is he just licking them? It's just such a weird thing. I mean, he was licking the mirror, so he's just licking everything, yeah. I guess. Um, it's almost like something on ecstasy. That's just what they do. They just lick everything. Oh, I almost forgot. Jack would like to see you up in his office. Oh, I don't have time for this. Yeah, Jonathan, tell him I've got my hands full with Tracy. You sound upset. I am upset. <laughs> Come on up and we'll talk about it. We'll get to your problem in a minute. Have you had a chance to think of my zinger? Well, it's almost Thanksgiving, everybody, and I know what this crowd's giving thanks for. Estate tax reform. <laughs> that is terrific. I really enjoyed that. But do you think it's too topical? 
Damn, I wish this event were tonight. It's not tonight. When is it? February. Why are you wearing a tux? It's after six. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed it. When I, because, I mean, when I'd first seen this, Parks and Rec was not a thing. And right. I don't, I'm sure she'd been in something else, but yeah. I was unaware of who Aubrey Plaza was. So I didn't catch this until a few rewatches. But yeah, Aubrey Plaza makes her, I'm going to say, television debut. Because she was literally a page at NBC oh, really? at one time. Hmm. Uh, and the reason they actually put her in this role is because she still had her page uniform. Like, that's the only reason she's sort of in this bit. It's not the deadpan Aubrey Plaza. No, kind not of known, at all. We've come to know and love. bubbly. But yeah, it's bubbly and bright, which I guess you got to be if you're a page. Yeah. I, my headcanon now is this is why she becomes just so distraught with the world. She was interrupted <laughs> on her page tour. She's just like, ah, oh, everything. Everyone, I hate everyone. Or you may know him from his last appearance on this show when he tried to stab me in the face. Please welcome Tracy Jordan. You know, you really went above and beyond for that guy today. I just hope we get away with it. This is going on a little long. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Pants on! Pants on! Sit in the chair, buddy. Sit in the chair. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Attaboy. Good to have you here. That was great. And you're... And he's asleep. Which, uh, is okay, because at least he didn't murder me. I really gotta eat something. Hey. Hey. What's up? I didn't know what you wanted, so I, uh, ordered you a cheeseburger. Oh, Dennis, thank you. Oh. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. So what do you want to talk to me about, huh? Nothing. I forget. I just want to listen to you play Halo until I fall asleep. Oh, it's baloney. How the, how the grenade not kill him? He was standing right next to it. You know what, Liz? This controller's defective. Liz? That's the second Halo reference we've got thus far, and I think it's... There's at least two more that I'm aware of, and it's interesting. What is it about Tina Fey shows and random video game references? She's a nerd, I guess. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I like it. I, I would prefer... Cause I've seen too many TV shows that have video games in them, and it's always like that weird... People like... Right. Playing a video game like you never play a video game, like they're throwing their hands about and they're just mashing buttons, and it's like that's it's so unrealistic that as someone who plays video games, that it's really frustrating to see that. So I like that attention to detail of like real video games and, and seemingly real gameplay. But troll the respawn, Jeremy. Uh, I don't like uh... that's from Kenny Schmidt. No, I know I don't oh. like that because that doesn't mean anything stupid it's just that's just like jargon mixed mashed into an epi- into a, a sentence i forget that I've, God, i forget about that show so much well the rest of it comes out tomorrow, well, tomorrow. not well, not to date this exactly but that. yeah but yeah uh fantastic episode uh this is what this sort of set a standard for me of, of what a 30 rock episode can be and will be and i think a lot of their better episodes of the series follow this example of just being like rapid fire real quick 
uh, punches um, that are the more memorable episodes of the series, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was really it was a really funny episode. And... Yeah, got a lot of cameo like Spa- uh, Doctor Spaceman showing up. Conan did really well in his cameos. Like just every, like the Liz and and Jack back and forth was fun. The Tracy being like bonkers, being like legitimately bonkers. Jenna being crazy. Like everything was just hitting perfectly. There was no wasted moment, no wasted time. Um. I, if if there was, I think it, it really was just like the Pete hairline, mm-hmm. like, because that never comes back. That it's never a joke that that ever comes back in the rest of the series, and it's just kind of like yeah, it was just a one episode. Yeah, it's fine. Like the yeah. jokes are fine, but like they're not super memorable and not really worth going back for. But aside from that, like it's just a small blight on uh, a fantastic episode. Any final thoughts on Tracy does Conan? I can't wait for Conan Does Tracy. Ooh, the sequel. That's never gonna come. That's what she said. Uh, no, I'm, I, this is, I think, I need to just stop saying this because I feel like it hypes it up too much, but um, these trio of episodes, the previous Jack Meets Venice, um, Tracy Does Conan, and then the next episode, The Breakup, it's just a solid trio of episodes that tells like this overarching story over the course of the season um that almost like work episode to episode to episode almost like sequels to each one rather than being standalone episodes they're sort of just telling this flowing concept throughout that uh really just hit its stride and and helped cement 30 rock as a solid comedy it still hasn't reached the live action cartoon that the series will become to be known for but it's it's inching closer there with every episode so looking forward to hitting that part where it's just like all right this is full-on just looney tunes fun but i think we'll get there i think in season two is when we hit that stride so we got a little while but we'll get there so i'm looking forward to it well we'll see (laughs) hedge your expectations don't get super excited but yeah yeah the next episode the breakup's really fun so i'm looking forward to episode eight sounds good sounds good so as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to donate and you like what we're doing and you want to help us out, you can always donate to our coffee website, ko-fi backslash go to there. Uh, the whole idea, if you like what you're doing, you can help us buy a cup of coffee. That's sort of the whole spiel. You don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I'd like the money to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but always, you know, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff, reviews, likes, fun things we appreciate it uh and we will see you in episode eight the breakup david take us out see you next time no that was worse you're you're no you're going back do better It's after six. What am I, a farmer?